Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies. And after years of people telling us we should probably start a podcast, we started a podcast. We did, and this week is one of the rare times in my life it doesn't suck to be me, because we have a very special episode lined up. Um, We're talking with someone you might recognize from the Tony Award-winning musical Avenue Q. Ever heard of it? And about the new series, Apple TV's Schmigadoon. Anne Harada, I am so glad to have you here. Like, I am ecstatic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Schmigadoon. I, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> we love Schmigadoon so much. Like, it's, I am working two jobs right now. And, like, every day Clayton, ha- or Clayton just is like, hey, Schmigadoon, we have to watch it. So every day before I go to bed, I'm like, like, okay. Not every right, day, right. but when no, the episodes day, come out. When the epi- <laughs> he's like, the, every, every night the episodes come out, he's like, you have to stay awake for it. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And then, you know, some of it is begrudging, but mostly it's because I love your show. <laughs> but have you ever regretted it? That's all I'm saying. No. <laughs> but we're so glad to have you here. Um, I, I was going to say, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in New York. Uh, New York. I have never gotten the opportunity to go. Where on earth are you, gentlemen? Oh, my goodness. We are in Indiana, the armpit oh, of the U.S. Please we're don't. the Midwest. <laughs> Where yeah. in Indiana? Um, um, I am about 30 minutes, um, 45 minutes north of Indianapolis in a little town called Frankfurt. Sean, you are... I'm in northwest Indiana. I'm about 30 minutes outside of Chicago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, great place. Not really. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I mean. Everywhere, everywhere in the U.S. except for here. Uh, Stop it! Stop it! And Florida. Florida's not really cool anymore. Um, no. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, Avenue Q, Cinderella, Into the Woods, Limits, Sue School, Smash. Oh my God! I'm still personally offended. Smash isn't here anymore. Uh, <laughs> out of all of those, Schmigadoon still. I mean, it has to be the role of a lifetime, right? It feels like it. Yes. I feel like it's going to be my legacy because so many, so much of my work is on the stage, right? And mm-hmm. so just by that definition, it reaches a very limited audience. Um, and so, you know, even while I'm lucky to have been employed for a long time and um, I, I have a, you know, fan base and stuff, I feel like Schmigadoon is this thing that's going to last so that people will watch it and go like, oh, yeah, I guess she did that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm thrilled with it. I'm thrilled with both seasons, how they turned out. I feel like we hit all of our goals. Um, and I'm thrilled that people like this series especially so much. And I'm hopeful that it means that more people will go back and watch season one. Um, oh my God. So Schmigadoon has quickly turned into, and I'm not exaggerating, probably my favorite musical because, I mean, it's all the musicals. All I of know. Them just wrapped in. It's just like, you know, I could take 15 hours and watch all the separate musicals or i could spend three hours and watch a season of schmigadoon that's right <laughs> and uh, it's wonderful and the songs are so good and so catchy i mean cinco paul genius he's a genius and just i mean the references even if you don't get them it's still funny and, right uh, well then that's when what you i do always notice say them, it's like oh that was sneaky <laughs> it's like you know we're all like we're like theater folks so we get all these jokes mm-hmm. but even if you don't like you know i have a lot of muggles in my life i'm related to a lot of muggles I married a muggle, you know, it's that kind of a thing. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they're just sitting there going like, but it's funny. I'm like, yes, thank God. You know, like you can still enjoy it, even though you have no idea what this is a reference to, which is yeah, fine. Um, my, uh, one of my friends, uh, my ex-boyfriend, we've been watching it together because we'll watch TV a lot. And uh, since Schmigadoon's on, he had to watch it with me. And he's not a musical fan whatsoever. And I have never been so proud in my life than when the finale started and Ariana Bose started singing. And he was like, oh, they're doing Green Dream Girls. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just so happy for him. I was like, oh, I'm so proud right now. I know, right? Isn't that great? <laughs> so I just have to ask, were you watching as much filming as possible, even when you didn't have to be there? I'm not sure how you know strict the okay, set rules well, and everything are. Okay, here's the thing but... is, it's just like any place else, the COVID rules are really oh, tight. right. And so definitely in season one, I never saw anybody yeah. if I wasn't in a scene with them, which means I never saw Aaron Tveit. I mean, oh, like, so li- sad. Literally like one day, you know, we were in the same shot and that was like the only time we still, we never talked to each other. We still have never talked to each other in 
Schmigadoon or Chicago. <laughs> it's just like our two worlds just never meet. And it's just like, okay, whatever. Um, so season three definitely has to have a scene between the two of you. Well, I would like it just so I could say, hey, I've worked with everybody in this cast. <laughs> I guess like, Aaron was there. I don't know. I, I never saw was. him. Yeah, exactly. That's how that feels a lot. I mean, the show show I, he showed up on the show when I watched it. <laughs> so during season one, you guys were filming like in the height of things. And I know you were all just kind of stuck in the same location, but you still weren't able to see each other. So when you weren't Correct. filming, he just in your room the whole time yeah well the first two weeks they have a very strict quarantine you're not allowed to leave your room at all for anything so like you know we couldn't do laundry we couldn't whatever and and so that was really frustrating yeah it'd be so hard to not get to see your cast especially when your cast is you know this cast right exactly and you know they're kind of nearby and you can just like oh if only i knew which room they were in you know what i mean (laughs) but you couldn't leave you couldn't leave your room anyway so it was just it was just a lot of texting and you know stuff like that and rehearsals over zoom which is like the worst the worst Uh, yeah i feel so bad for the dancers (laughs) oh well the dancers i mean those poor kids (laughs) i mean as it was you know, we're like, we're isolated from each other. We were in mm-hmm. season one and even some to season two as well. We just never saw, I mean, we never saw them really, unless we had a number together. So it's, yeah, it's just sort of a drag doing, working under like those kinds of conditions. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't imagine having to do that much physical rehearsal with, you know, mask and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah. how do you even breathe when you're dancing and doing things that the body was never intended to do? <laughs> but you know, what can I say? We were so happy to be working at all during the pandemic and to be able to yeah. do a musical, you know, even better. And to be able to do a musical with like these unbelievable superstars was like icing on the cake, right? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the best things about Schmigadoon is like you can feel the heart of it in every single episode. Like there's not a single time that I'm not watching, like we're not, I'm watching an episode and I'm not feeling everyone giving it their all. Yeah. yeah. And I, that is just, it, it, that's just so impressive of a show. Like, you know, most shows they'll have an episode or two that are kind of like, oh, they're a little off kilter. Like, but you know, even the best ones, but like Schmigadoon, every single episode, there's not a single time I'm like, oh, well, I felt a little phoned in or anything. Like it is, <laughs> it's always, everyone's at the top of their game everyone's loving what they're doing and it shows and you can feel it like even episode like there are so many episodes that i just like i cry over just nothing <laughs> like i'm just like and that probably happens because i'm tired still too but i mean like <laughs> you know like there are even just small moments with you know characters you're just like you know this is so perfect just so good well you know we really feel it i mean it's just like doing a musical it's like we're in a musical, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except that somebody's got a camera in our face. So, like, all of those moments are still as, to me, are, like, as present and as focused as they would be if we were performing it on stage. It's just that because of the intimacy, you can really sense it, I think. Yeah, it comes through so much. But r- literally right before Sean said that, and, we're like, we didn't even have anything in the notes about this. I just was, um, you can just tell that the joy that comes through like everybody involved loves this so much knew it was something special it's not like hey we just needed a paycheck like no this is oh no 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 this is great every we single love person this. we are having is... the time of our lives and giving yeah. us our all because this is special every single person is absolutely devoted to it there's no doubt yeah it's phenomenal i if we don't get a third season season two did end beautifully but i'm never gonna <laughs> i'll never recover ever like this literally is the show i had no idea i needed my entire life (laughs) i I mean i agree with you i absolutely i am clamoring already for season three but you know at least it you know it does have a beautiful like uh, a beautiful ending to the season two and that's another thing i really like is you guys give us endings which is like really nice because you know, sometimes a show will get uh, will leave, and we're not putting that out in the world, so I'm not even going to say the c word. No, but I mean, but, of course, no, nothing like, is guaranteed, yeah. obviously. And so, we, like, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a writer strike, guys. Who knows? Yeah. Is how I pay feel. them. Genius. Genius, right? <laughs> pay them so we can all have more fun. But we don't it's... quote movies because a computer wrote it. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I just feel like it's. It's so great that I feel like it's finding its audience and 
people are really embracing it because I just I love it so much and I just want to bring it to the whole world and go like look look what musical theater people can do look yeah. what, you know look what joy there is in this art form you know and I feel like musicals as you know kind of get a bad rap I know um, I don't understand it I'm like in the these muggle are the world most talented people and the most awesome things I mean nothing makes you fit feel the way a musical can i couldn't agree more and i'm just so thrilled that like people are kind of able to see the gamut of what a musical can do and make you feel and be i feel like we're covering all the bases you know what i mean yeah it's like you don't like this one how about this one yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes the within the same frame right exactly yeah. And there are times like you and there are going to be musicals you don't like, but that doesn't mean you can't like at least respect the aspect, like what everything that the performers go through for. Right. No, of like, course. you know, there are, you know, there's a couple that I'm like, eh, am I gonna, do I watch it when I when I'm feeling it? Yes. But is it in my top, you know, top 10 list? No, but I'm still going to love I still love not. it. And you still just like, oh, uh, like at least, exp- you know, take the experience and, and like appreciate what people are putting on. Right. Like, I mean, nobody can love every musical. Come on. I don't love yeah. every musical. But I mean, yeah. it's not like I can't appreciate the artistry that goes into yeah. it. And kind of like the beauty of the music or the writing or just like, you know, this guy is such a special performer. Whatever it is, there's something to love about the form, I feel. Yeah. That was me with Hamilton. I'm the one person on the planet that isn't obsessed with Hamilton. And I was like, this is genius. It is absolutely amazing it is just not the musical for me i think there's about two songs i'll listen to and i always feel so bad because people get so mad at me about it you know know. it's not a crime but you're not an idiot it's not like you can't watch it and go like well i don't get it it's like you can watch it and go like wow that is an amazing piece of work yeah it's not my favorite but it doesn't mean i don't still appreciate how genius it is right yeah Mm -hmm. i mean lin-manuel Miranda, holy shit um, so I do have to ask about, um, if we do get a third season, what would you be looking forward to the most on like riffing or a type of character or song? Well, here's the thing. It's all out of Cinco's little brain. And yes. so I wouldn't dare to kind of like guess where it might go or, you know what I mean? But I feel like for sure we would be in the eighties and nineties. Of so course. Me, I, I just want to be in one of the British mega musicals, you know? Yeah, um, um, I feel like I'd have to be in that. And I've already said, like, I could play the engineer, you know. Um, <laughs> and I don't think anybody's picking up on that. Um, but I just, hey, I somebody just, out there. Somebody out there. I could, I could play the engineer, you know. Um, I just feel like, you know, but I don't care. I love them all. I played Madame Thenardier in Les Mis. So. I saw that and I was like, oh, that would have been amazing. She's so perfect for that. So I feel like it's not like I don't understand what it is to like. <laughs> would you rather be if it was more based off that off of like Les Mis, would you rather it be Shay Miserable or Les Miserables? <laughs> oh, I would rather be in a in a in like a, the mix. You know, like I feel like regular Les Miserables, though I loved doing it. I think sometimes it's very hard to sit through as an audience member. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But like when you're yeah. on stage, you don't feel it because you're always like putting on your dirt, taking off your mm-hmm. dirt, changing a thing. Like it just flies when you're in it. <laughs> but when you're watching it, you're like, oh my God, sometimes. Yeah, I I went and saw it in Chicago uh, about a month and a half ago and uh, on the on the traveling tour. And I was like, I we got there because I had to work that day. So we left late. And we got there right as they were all like, okay, nobody's coming back in. And, and like in three minutes we close, nobody's going back in. I'm like, oh, I have to pee. I didn't even have time. <laughs> and so I sat there for the whole first act just going like, oh, I, this is so good. But I, I gotta, gotta go. Oh, man. <laughs> so I ended up waiting until we end of act one because I'm not that person. I will never leave a theater when it's like when it is in, it, when they are on the stage, I am sitting. I'm right, done. Right, right. No, like quiet watching. We, the, we are in the experience and that but like by the time it like right when they announced intermission i was like whoop (laughs) on my own end the only thing i just need to see in my life um i would kill to see dub cameron playing a christine type character with a long curly black 
wig. <laughs> I need that in my life. I need the blank expression of Christine, you know, just being completely unaware. I need it. After I was watching her and talked to Daddy, Sean and I. <laughs> She's Sean and I were just like, oh, Christine. Isn't she just awesome in this season? God. Oh, she's so good. Just she's her facial so expressions. Like, yeah. so good. One thing I love about about everyone on the cast is, like, everyone just gives the best faces. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's so good. Like, every one of them is, like, a reaction I would have. So, like, I just love her. Like, she, in, especially in the, in the Talk to Daddy song, like, yeah. she's very much, like, just that, like, whimsical look of, like, blank. <laughs> like, she's listening. <laughs> but she's also, like, hmm. <laughs> who are we talking about <laughs> just so good <laughs> uh yeah and also aaron's faces just oh, kill me uh, every I single mean, they're time they're both hilarious and cecily oh good grief everybody everybody more examples were popping to mind <laughs> I'm just like, but i mean they're all theater actors sean you know they're you can act big in the theater oh i know i just say i like but sometimes like I've seen it where you have theater actors who come in and they do act for movie, like where you don't have, you're not playing to the back row. Like, and that's one of the things I love about Schmigadoon is you're still playing for the back row, even if the back row is at home, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? So, but I mean, there, you know, you've seen, like, I've seen movies with, you know, a major theater performance, but it's still a smaller understated kind of feel and like for this one i just love like i said like just the you know like the expressions and like like the looks of incredulity incredulity or like you know anything like that like it's just so much fun like just every every reaction shot from cecily strong (laughs) it's like we're in a musical you know Mm -hmm. like we're not trying to like step away from that it's like if you're in chicago if you live in chicago or schmigadoon you're in a musical so you can respond with how you'd respond if you were in a musical. Oh, Which is, I, I mean, all I've so ever wanted fun. in my entire <laughs> life. You know, so yeah. So like to, like to me, as to my knowledge, nobody has ever said like, that's too much. No, no, not at all. Because a lot of musical films tend to like, it's like they're scared of being a musical. They want to be as less Normal musical as possible, possible well, you know just late, so people won't get scared off and then schmigadoon not... you know it's just you know we're going for it yeah because if you're already in a musical it's not real so there's mm-hmm. absolutely no point in trying to make it real life do you know what i mean yes yeah. already, it just looks like so much like, fun you're just like you're already in a th- place where like you're gonna sing and dance and stuff is gonna happen like that so you might as well just be in it that's how i feel um and i and i think that Chicago and Schmigadoon both played into those, you know, like, okay, this is the world that we're going to operate in kind of thing, which is great, you know. So I'm going to ask you an impossible question, Anne. Okay. Out of each season, do you have a favorite song? <laughs> this is so, like, Sophie's yeah, choice, I, isn't it? Uh, okay, yeah, wait. I can't, I can't answer it. <laughs> Okay, well, okay, I'm going to say in season one, my favorite sequence was the Aaron Tveit, Billy Bigelow sequence. Oh, yeah. Because I think that one made me laugh the hardest in terms of, like, it was so close to the carousel bench scene Mm -hmm. when the blossoms came down and all of that. (laughs) And then he has to take her through the tunnel of love. And they, like, that whole sequence where, like, He's courting Cecily, I think was my favorite. Because then, of course, he gets to do soliloquy mm-hmm. and he's still singing and she leaves the apartment and he's still singing his head off. And I was just like, this is really funny and amazing. And it shows him off in a way that I've never seen him get to be funny, really. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite things about his character specifically is, you know, he's typically playing, you know, like. Milan Rouge type stuff, you know, yeah, like sadder, whiny, really whiny, dramatic, whiny guy, basically. Yeah, and just <laughs> and, getting to see how funny he is. Well, I mean, he's I was actually since I was talking to you, and I was like, oh, for research. So I rewatched the first few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. An insane no, person. I mean, he's really funny. And, and I was like, at the end of that, I was like, okay, he wins. I was right like, before That's the song starts, so awesome. when he says, "So you got a feller," like yeah. the way he says "feller" is hysterical. <laughs> Oh, he's amazing. Like, everybody just was so on it. 
And I just, I mean, I don't know. I love that whole sequence so much. And, and season two, I'm going to say, because I was there, my favorite is the chorus line sequence. <laughs> my dinner, last night my dinner was a candle. Is last the night my dinner thing was I a candle. I have ever heard in my life. You know, I I laughed so hard that day. I already said, like, I, ru- I ruined a ton of takes. Because I was Oh, laughing. yeah, yeah. I watched your uh, interview with, oh my goodness, Emily. And, um, yeah, I mean, just, I was a mess, like, that whole day. I, I, uh, you know, like, especially because, like, you know, I had Jaime and Patrick behind me. I had the all the people in front of me. I had to watch Cecily do that, the Cassie dance at the end of that whole sequence <laughs> a million times. And she's, like, banging into everybody. These poor dancers are like falling out the floor. I was like, okay, guys, I can't. I was like so, I was like so giggly anyway because I knew I had to give the Debbie Allen speech from Fame. Yeah, well, and I mean, you've got to count in German big, sternly. Yeah, to count in German. I had a big stick. I, I mean, everything about it. I was a mess. I laughed so hard that day, and it was my favorite day, and I'll never get over it. So I'm yeah, going to pick I, that one. <laughs> that was um one of my questions. How do you guys keep a straight face? Well, I mean, I know it's an actor's job, at it but myself. <laughs> um, but like you know, obviously the camera isn't on you all the time, right? So you can mess around if you're not on camera. <laughs> I just. But like for me, my the part is like lots of times they'd be shooting me from the back. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like if I fuck up, I you can still see me like shake, and it's like okay, forget <laughs> it. We can't use that one, right? So I I mean, yeah, no, it's impossible. I mean, you can't like not in that in that situation. I don't think I was like, come on, I'm human. I have to laugh here. <laughs> yeah, um, the scene specifically that I'm just like I don't know how like they even got through this was um when Kristen and Alan and Cecily and Keegan are at dinner. Yeah, the dinner scene. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, I'm like, how First are they all, keeping a straight face? You know, the camera's impossible. just on them. The camera's and... on you. First of all, those four people in a room together cannot be trusted anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like under normal conditions, just like we're at dinner. You know what I mean? No. It's like, so to me, it's like, oh my God, that they had to be around a table with all that stuff, him eating the potatoes with his knife. <laughs> everything i'm just like oh i don't even know how they got through this really yeah there was one time i was like it looks like alan might be about to crack but he... <laughs> yeah no that's just a ridiculous situation oh so, so seeing Kristen play villainous characters is just wonderful well, not truly truly villainous but i mean more season one she was more villainous yeah. but you know she's usually the really fun sweet character um I, I think it. she's excellent at this sort of thing myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just little things she'll do with her voice and line delivery. I mean, she's a pro- national treasure. Absolutely national treasure. Um, yeah. I had said something on Twitter the other day, and I'll just brag about this on here. And she said something about what I tweeted, and I instantly was just like, everyone I've ever met, Kristen Chenoweth knows I exist. And... Uh, <laughs> Didn't stop smiling for a couple hours. I mean, I stopped Yellow Jackets. I was in the middle of the new Yellow Jackets after a couple weeks. and She loves Yellow Jackets. Oh, really? Yeah. I did. I mean, surprising no one because it's amazing. But <laughs> No, it's one, of her, was, it's one of her favorite oh. shows. I'll just let that tidbit go by. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so do you have any fun behind-the-scenes moments? I know you talked about the you know chorus line sequence, which I don't know how you guys got through amazing so great i mean you know of course there's tons of things tons of things <laughs> i mean but and like, you'd like to share <laughs> but like i don't know i don't know what uh, you know ask me something specific don't just i because i can't oh oh i do have something <laughs> all right during your queer one yes do you know anything where did they come up with that art i was dying yeah i don't know like that whole set to me was such a miracle because you know that house our house was a oh, house no. like you walk into it there's an upstairs oh you know it mean? wasn't it, just stairs leading it wasn't to nowhere just sort of like yeah it wasn't just sort of like and here's some flats that we've you know hammered together to pretend like you're in a room it was like a house and i was like what 
that they had built everything and then painted it all. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this is my favorite color and it's my house. So then we walk, we walk in and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. And then every single piece of art, so tacky and, you know, like, you know, like let's, Let's just Google gay statuettes and put every yeah. single one, you know. Right? Like it looks like it could have been from ancient Greece, but also it's just that extra step over into ludicrous. I know, right? Just ridiculous. And then and then the blue boy picture just made me laugh. Please tell me Alan Cumming kept that. I believe he was, I believe he has it someplace, but I don't know where. If they make a ridiculous portrait for you for a project, I oh just my feel God. like they I should give so it to you after, right? It. They have to. Like, I, I will, mean, I will that would make be in... a mantle. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. I will find a place for this thing if you, you know, if you paint me in something ridiculous, I'm happy to, like, take it. <laughs> um, you know, but, like, of course not, not me. But, um, but it was just, that whole, it was so great. You know, just, I just enjoyed that so much. I enjoyed that set design so much. It's so easy to play scenes especially you know like when the set is looks like a real set too yeah and that's so funny because so much of season one is so artificial i didn't even think about anything being like oh that's a house Um, it's a house i mean you know is it the most fully furnished house no there has to be like space to put the camera you know right (laughs) but i was like look at this i can lean against this and it's not gonna fall over it's awesome (laughs) They don't, prop guys aren't gonna have to move it between right, exactly exactly so um can we please talk about your accent a little bit in season oh, sure. two yeah um i mean you're queen of fun accents i mean christmas i Eve, like to think so. I- iconic um i know you based it on um blazing's had of madeline khan's character a little bit yes Um, which I have never seen because I'm like, (gasps) it's a riff on Westerns and I don't really ever watch Westerns. And I didn't even know Madeline Kahn was in it until I heard that about you. And I was like, Madeline Kahn, comedic genius, doing a fun German accent. Now I need to watch it. I can't believe you've never seen it. I know. That's what Sean said. I was talking about about it with him and he was shocked. I've been trying to get him to watch that for a long time. It's not like that it's a spoof of Westerns. I mean, of course it is. But it's funny in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. I just it's, didn't know if I had knew enough about the Western genre to like get how funny it was. Know. You don't need to know. Yeah, like, but I'm, that's true. Mel Brooks usually is just you know funny. Yeah, it's just funny. I mean, like let's put it like this. You don't have to watch the originals to like appreciate Young Frankenstein, right. or you true. don't have to see Star Wars to appreciate Spaceballs. Like, right. they're like the cool thing about Mel Brooks is Mel Brooks writes everything for everyone. Like, do you do you get a deeper meaning and get a deeper understanding? And does it make the joke funnier sometimes? Absolutely, Which but is the, the joke is still thing about good. good <laughs> but you don't have to know the 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 basis of the joke to get the joke. Right, and it wasn't until after I saw Blazing Saddles that I even started watching westerns and went like, oh, that's what that joke is about. You know <laughs> oh, that's I mean? wonderful. But like, once you watch it, you'll never be the same. Like, to me, I was like, wow, this is the greatest. Oh, it's that life-changing. I was like, I do... well, I feel like Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein were like the two formative comedy movies of my youth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, they're just great and they still hold up. Oh, absolutely. Which is tough for comedy to do. Yeah, I agree. But they're really relevant still. Maybe even more so now. I was going to say, Young Frankenstein is probably my favorite like comedy of all time. Um, it's just it's so well done. Like, yeah, and agree. I'm a big horror buff, too. So, like, I mean, I know I probably so have like a little you knew, bias like in that. You knew. You weren't but, so- like, you know, everything in it is just so good. And, like... Uh, like every joke is funny like i quote it all the time of like I, like I, the amount of times i say walk this way to people like right, right, right. <laughs> it's ridiculous I mean, to me you know that whole put the candle back thing to me is like i will never get over it oh never, my god clayton ever. how many times do i tell you that <laughs> I, I, all the time I, and i never get it i love it so much right so so between Cor- Cloris Leachman in that movie and Madeline Kahn in Blazing Saddles, I had two accents to be messing around with in my head. <laughs> oh, Frau Blucher. Yeah, Frau Blucher. You know, because she has to be kind of like tough like that, especially like in like, you know, every scene where she's like bossing Melissa around at the club or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
especially in the beginning, I just wanted that terrible, you know, <laughs> Lily von Stoop German accent right out of the box so that everybody knew, like, this is where we're going, you know. So, like, listen, if you listen to, like, my, my first scene with Josh and Melissa, it's all Madeline Kahn in Blazing Saddles. It's, like, <laughs> an exact, as exact a replica as I could do. Like, every weird vowel choice and, and stuff like that. Just, like, we knew where we were. And then it was like, Uh-oh. okay, and now we're fine. Um, now that I know that accent lives in that movie, that just bumped to the top of my watch list. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, he will probably get back to you because once yeah, yeah, he, he sees Blazing Saddles, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be all like, Basically, well, I have Young Frankenstein too. You're going to watch that next, right? Like, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh my God. Well, you, you've never seen Young Frankenstein? No, I have seen Young Frankenstein. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. Few, I couldn't remember right. if you yes, did or not. I have I was, seen Young Frankenstein. Few, few. Yeah, yeah, but Lily, basically, Lily von Stoop, her act... Her, that whole sequence where she does her act um, in Blazing Saddles is all I just I just basically memorize that whole scene and like just try to like make my make my words like that. Uh, your line reading of "I am ecstatic" is my favorite thing in the entire world. Thank you very I, much. I just want that as like a ringtone. <laughs> you know, whenever people somebody that. tells me something and it's just like you have to be happy. That's what I'm thinking in my head now. Right, right, right. <laughs> also, every time you say und, I just laugh so hard. Und, and yes. like I know it's German. I took German in high school, but it's just like just the way you're just like und. <laughs> like I just I yeah, love you it. You were asking time. you were asking me uh, when you were watching the finale, it's like huh, how do you like, even remember to keep saying und instead of and? I don't always remember. I don't always remember. But like when it happens, I'm always like, Oh good, good, good. I got that in. You know? <laughs> like I'll confess to you. There's always a twist. Ooh, my accent goes in and out like a. <laughs> it's such tree. a pretty song, though. I've never even noticed that your accent goes in and out. But like when it does hit, it's so funny, and you do notice right, it. Right, right. But, but I, I don't notice like, when oh, it's not there. Now I'm like gonna Christ, like, have to I'm go like, through oh, it and Jesus be like, hmm. Christ. you know. But then sometimes like they would catch me and go like, oh no, no, not German enough. You know what I mean? But and we do it over. But I, I was, I was like, I was just like, I just want to sing the song, you know. <laughs> It's such a good song. It's so yeah, pretty. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And Jaime, beautiful. How beautiful gorgeous is he? Come on now. When he came out as Frankenfurter. I know. Did you die? I, Was that like the greatest? I, I, I did. I... <laughs> you should have seen us on my jaw dropped that day. Oh, yeah, I was like, is that one of those God. things like people didn't see him until he came out because I would love if they just kept that reaction just to shock oh, everyone. <laughs> completely. Well, here's the thing. You know, like we had, it was like a you know a boat full of extras that day because we had to mm-hmm. have everybody fill the club, right? And I knew it was going to happen, but I had never seen him. And then when he came out, I was like, ah, the only, I, I literally... <laughs> I literally screamed so hard and I was so excited every single time we shot that we you know we did a few takes of it and every single time the like the crowd just got giddier and giddier. <laughs> it was just so fantastic and he looked so great. His yeah, beautiful I, legs. Beautiful legs. I mean beautiful God, legs. legs so. Jane Krakowski, Jesus well, Christ. She's got the best legs in the world. That's uh, why she yeah. says her L-E-G-S are from G-O-D, you know. They and, are. <laughs> and, and it's like fantastic. And she's just so gifted that you just, it's you know, we just like, it's like, oh, it's Jane. You know, like she can do anything, but she's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, were you, did you get to be there? I was trying to remember if you were in the no. scene. I think you, oh, you weren't? Oh. No, I was I'm so mad. sorry. I was mad about it. But I understand, you know, you don't need more people clogging up the room. Yes. Yeah. yeah when, you, you know, do, you somebody's do. coming so in from a tree. You really don't because it's so like already, you know, I I knew they had to like put stuff in the ceiling to make the trapeze work. And like, there's just so much going on in a, in a shot like that on a day like that, you know, in terms of camera work and stuff that you're just like. They do not need one more body in the building. Yeah, the people that got to be in that room and watch her do that. I know. So lucky. So lucky. When she comes across in the roller skates, the... Is that not the greatest? (laughs) The greatest shot maybe of all time. I know. So Um... good. I was like, so good. Yeah. You can't even... You guys are so lucky. I just I know. I 
no. This is the project of a lifetime. I'm like, everybody is probably like kicking themselves that didn't get into this. Well, you know, who wouldn't want to be in it is the thing. Right. Yeah. And so people always say like, oh, did you, you know, did you have a hard time? It's like, no. If anybody is like, the minute somebody said like, you know, I mean, I auditioned for it. And when they said, would you like to do it? I was like, says tomorrow, like right now, let's go, let's go. You know, so exciting, the whole thought of it. But even I didn't know then what it was going to be in terms of how good it was going to be. Right. Well, it is magical. That is what it turned out to be. Totally. Oh, my God. It really is. These are very special people. Every big, every single person involved is so brilliant. Um, I'm in awe of all of all of them, you know, especially the writers. Yes. Should be paid a lot of money today. It blows um, my mind, like, when I saw what the, like, it's unreal. I'm like, Jesus, I know. people can't even live on that. And they're the people that entertain everyone. Like, Correct. that's where it starts, is the writers. Yes. You know. And I'm hopeful that this will at least bring more people over to recognition of their work. Yeah. You know, and, it I really mean, bothers it... me that, like, on the Tony Awards, they're sort of in that second tier of category where... They don't get to accept on national television. Yeah. Show all the awards. That's how I feel. It's like, God, it's one sparking night. You know, who cares? Right. And it's not like the shows aren't 10 hours long anyway. I mean, showing two more people getting to it. They're forever long. You know, like, that's it. It's just like, what what are we trying to do here? You know, do I don't, I could, I would like cut a musical number if you would like give the awards to the writers. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, hundred percent. So, um, I do want to talk a tiny little bit about Avenue Q because I have to. Of course. Um, so a little background: I grew up super Christian, very conservative. So the type of musicals and things I was exposed to is more a season one Schmigadoon, and um, <laughs> it was the year I graduated high school and I had my first job at a Winn Dixie, and uh, my coworker Sarah, hi Sarah, I'm sure you listen to this because you love Anne Harada, um. She got me the soundtrack to Avenue Q for my birthday when I was 18. And one of my friends in high school had actually gone to see you and the original cast when it came out. And they did not know what it was. And um, so that was really funny hearing about that at school. And I fell in love with it. And I wasn't even out yet because I was still uh, confused and everything. And she joked with me all the time about how I'd have a girlfriend that lived in Canada and just all this stuff. Um, Amazing. And... Anytime I would have fights with somebody, uh, just the more you rub someone, just iconic. It meant a lot to me. Um, You have been singing in my ear for years. Mm. And just what was that like? Did you know how, what was it like working with puppets? How much fun was it? Oh, that was incredible. Um, You know, these were obviously very gifted puppeteers, Mm -hmm. right? Every single one of them worked for Sesame Street or the Henson Company uh, they were all very experienced puppeteers, muppeteers even, which is a different kind of puppetry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're literally like, you have to remember that you can't look at the puppeteer, you have to look at the puppet mm-hmm. to interact with them. And it was so easy because they were so good at their job. Yeah, I always wondered because, you know, the little album had pictures and stuff in it. And I'm just like, this is so cool, but I mean, I just don't understand how it works. And I um, will admit, because I live in Indiana, I did see a uh, slime tutorial of Avenue Q. So I finally got to see what the production was like, and it blew me away. I was like, I didn't even know you could do this type of stuff with puppets and just make well, such a moving story. And Well, that's it. You know, it's like, it's a straightforward musical. Mm-hmm. It just happens to have Muppets in it. Because it was always sort of based on the concept that, like, if, if you know, children's television programming, if you could do a musical in the style of a children's television program, this is the musical that that would be, right? You'd learn lessons about life in short, catchy little songs. Puppets would sing to you about them, right? Everyone's a little bit racist if you mm-hmm. were gay. All these little lessons. And... So, 
we they wanted very much to have that television style of puppetry and it was at first conceived as a television show oh really i didn't know that yes and and then once people came to the readings and saw it they were like it's so fascinating watching the puppeteers with the puppets like because nobody ever sees that you only ever see the puppet right on Mm -hmm. on yeah you don't ever see the person you don't see the person but like in real life, you see the person, right? So you're seeing the person up manipulating the puppet, and they're like, "That is so interesting. What if we put it on stage and made it a stage thing?" So then I was like, "Well, I was like, yeah, great. What do I care? You know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know." Um, and it, I don't know. It's just like there's something so beautiful about it when you watch a puppeteer doing that, and interacting like they're doing all the acting right the puppeteer is doing all the talking and the emoting with their face and the puppet face so it's all kind of one unit together puppeteer and puppet uh the ones that would be really crazy to me are the ones you know like trekkie that have to have two people to do it oh and yeah. it's just like oh they're having it. to act in unison and just they have all to, that. that's just... right they have to act in unison and work you know both arms and stuff and it's seamless. But, yeah. Well, they're very, they're very good. They're very good. Um, but Trekkie is almost like my favorite one because he's so pure. You know, <laughs> he is. He's, he's very pure. He's so pure. <laughs> um, he's yeah. I I mean, you know, those puppets are like they're like family to me. I you know I I think about them almost separate from their their human you know, counterparts. Um, I don't just think like, oh, you know, Stephanie. I always think Kate and Stephanie or Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so ridiculous, but it's true. Like, yeah, you know, so, um, you know, what what an amazing thing to be a part of. I, you know, I was so happy uh, to be involved with that show. It's, I'm, you know, I'm so proud of that in terms of, I mean, when I die, I guarantee you, my obituary will say Anne Avenue Q Harada dies. <laughs> <laughs> like I will never get over that kind of like being the my middle name, which is fine. Yeah, I'm like not, I mean, I'm there are a lot worse things to have it. associated with you. <laughs> that is true. Agree. But yeah, it meant a lot to me, and it does have a lot of really good life lessons. I mean, yes. the amount of times I've listened to purpose, and I mean, I wish I could go back to college, especially now that I'm going on thirty five. Just breaks me. I know. Well, they're in a oh, way that why. you know, when oh. it came out, I was so young, I didn't get, and uh, just coming back and revisiting it at different points in my life is just beautiful. Yeah, agree. I think there's something for everybody, like at all stages of development. You know what I mean? There's there's something for you in Avenue Q. Yeah, I wish uh, <laughs> when uh, they were talking about it in Big Little Lies during the first season of that, and um their little town was getting all up in arms about how Avenue Q wasn't appropriate. I'm like, that's what they should be showing the kids. I was so angry at this fictional um, story (laughs) that they weren't allowing Avenue Q to be put on. (laughs) You know, they have an Avenue Q junior version. Uh, How? (laughs) Uh, They they do. They have rewritten it. So like, I think the internet is for social media. Uh, Oh, that doesn't flow as well. Stuff like, it really does not. But, you know, you have to clean it up, I guess, for, for that yeah. crowd. Um, but, yeah, I do think it's a stupid idea. Just do the damn show. <laughs> I'm assuming they it. cut the uh, You Can Be As Loud As The Hell You Want song for Probably. Children. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, I also just think it's fun how, like, for instance, your character isn't a puppet. And so right. just, like... Most of them are, but then a couple just aren't. And it's never talked about or explained, and it's just Well, it's a neighborhood. It's a very diverse neighborhood. It is. You know, and you have to have have everybody represented. So we do. (laughs) Literally everybody. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's wonderful. Um, So Sean has a question he loves to ask people. Um, I'm very excited to see what you answer this. Yes, I'm sorry. This one's a stumper. It's usually a stumper. <laughs> All right. Um, so what is a question you've always wanted an interviewer to ask you? Mm. Yeah, I know. That's usually <laughs> the reaction we get. <laughs> you've always wanted an interviewer to ask you. 
What is my favorite TV show other than Schmigadoon? Ooh, what Ooh. is your favorite TV show other than Schmigadoon? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Doctor Who. Ooh, I love Doctor Who. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Doctor Who. I, I, I want to love I'm Doctor obsessed. Who so much. I've it's never okay, seen okay. it because there's a, it's just, I'm one of those people that I need to see everything of something. I can't just jump in. And so even though Doctor Who has all these different, you know, sections to it, you know, you could just jump in at a certain doctor. I'm like, no, I need to go back to the beginning. And there's so much of it. No, you just, absolutely there's not enough cannot, time in the world. You actually cannot do that because you might yeah. die before you get through all those exactly. episodes. Exactly. And so, so that I'm just like. Here's what I suggest. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Of the new Who doctors, and we're starting at Christopher Eccleston all the way up to Jodie Whittaker, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the ones that have actually put shit down on available episodes. <laughs> you yes. know, not even knowing like the future five Doctor Who's that we know. It's like, okay, pick your favorite one of those. You must have a feeling about David Tennant or Matt Smith I, I, or I do. I Peter do have about them. Any, <laughs> any which one of those, okay? Start with that guy, right? Watch all that guy's episodes first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you can go back. To the beginning of New Who, the Christopher Eccleston part. That's season, what, nine or something? I don't know. Yeah, season nine. So you start there, and because once you've locked into whichever doctor is your favorite doctor, right? Let's okay. pretend it's Let's pretend it's David Tennant. Okay. So once you've watched all of David Tennant, when you go back, it will be much easier to kind of like follow the con because you already know who the doctor is. You okay. already know what the doctor's all about, what he's supposed to be, what he brings to the world, what people think about him, and stuff like that. So it'll be so yeah, much. Yeah, nobody's easier. given me that perspective on entry to the series, and I, I really so like that, much, that. It's so much easier for me. That sounded doable and accessible. <laughs> I f- for me, I feel like what if I was new and I liked all, let's say I liked all those guys for different reasons equally. You may feel this way. I would start with Matt Smith's first episode. Yeah, I Good was probably I was thinking Matt Smith. I was like either Matt Smith or David Tennant would probably start with be my... Matt Smith because that episode is a great entry episode into what the Doctor is, how he works, what happens when you need the Doctor, all that stuff. I feel like that episode really like spells it out. Like, okay, if I was in trouble and I needed the Doctor, what would happen? That and like it's that episode really is amazing. Awesome. I will check that out because that's a can, series that I've always known I would love, but I'm just oh, like, I don't know I how to get think into it's it. It's so brilliant. And for me, I remember finding it after my dad died. And it just like helped me so much. Like think of the think of the universe as like a big band of continuity. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, there was I don't know, like it, it was so comforting to me. To feel like, oh, you know, there's other worlds and other places and nothing is final necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I just love, I love that show. I think it's yeah. so beautifully done. I so mean, art my... is so beautiful. The things that can make you feel and the yeah. places that can make you go and understand about the world and people and yourself. It's just unreal. Yeah. It blows I love, me away. I love that. Um, so is Matt Smith your favorite doctor? Peter Capaldi is my favorite doctor. Ooh, good choice. Good because, choice. <laughs> because he was the first doctor I saw. Right. His one of his episodes was the first episode I saw. And you know, there's this let there's this thing in Doctor Who where it's like the first face each doctor sees is the one that like imprints on his on him. Mm-hmm. And you will say like theirs was the first face I saw, and I was like, to me, Peter Capaldi's was the first Doctor face I saw, so he's my Doctor. I do have to ask, who is the companion for Matt Smith's? Oh, well, there's he has uh, so well, ma- it depends. He has. He <laughs> oh, has I thought so that, many. I thought there was like a companion for each Doctor. <laughs> there no, is, no, no. but Matt Smith has more than anybody. I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say he is Karen uh, Gillan. Of... He is Karen oh, yeah, Gillan. Okay. I love karen gillen and then she ends up with um arthur darvel so then the two of them hang out with him Mm -hmm. right yeah then at some point he picks up jenna coleman (laughs) (laughs) yes i love jenna coleman oh my god yeah i was gonna say jenna coleman was one of those uh, she was one that really grew on me like clara yeah yeah yeah. because at first i was like "Mm, 
like and then by the end of it i was like okay i like claire <laughs> oh my god i love her so much with capaldi too oh she was really good so with uh, the two things that really attracted me about doctor who were karen gillen and billy piper were oh my god two big reasons which one is billy piper with Oh, David Billy Piper and Christopher Eccleston. David Tennant. Okay, well, so those well, would be right. the... She Christopher starts, Eccleston, Christopher. she's the first one. She's with David Eccleston, she's with Eccleston and then David Tennant. Then Tennant, yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, she's so great. So oh I think God. I'll start with Matt Smith and then go to David Tennant and work my way back to you can, Yeah, totally, that's fine. It doesn't matter because See as long it. as you figure out what the doctor is and then you learn who that is, then you can watch any of them and kind of be able to figure it out. Yeah. It's a lot of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. It is a stuff. lot of and wibbly you have, like, broken, you have broken this world open to me that I have wanted to get into for years and just felt like it was too daunting. And no, thank no, no, you it's so that. easy. And you know, and like because there's like so many farking episodes, you will never run out. You can just pick it up any old time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like the we can do. We have I've twelve looked, episodes. I know. That always leaves you wanting for more. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, here's okay. The name of the the name of the episode, the Matt Smith episode, you should start with is the eleventh hour. The eleventh hour. Writing that down. Yeah, that is that is Matt Smith one. The eleventh hour. Got you it. You will like it, and also Olivia Coleman has a cameo in it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you talked him into it. <laughs> like you did Oscar before. Winner, Olivia Coleman. <laughs> Oh, I mean, Andrew Garfield is in episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh a million Jesus. people. I was like, y'all are yeah. getting me hot. A million um, people are in episodes. Like, yeah, people yeah. I mean, don't everybody's expect in. at all. And you're like, oh, and oh, Jonathan oh, Groff's hi. Cut, Jonathan Groff, I just got cast I heard that, and I'm really role. getting a little peevy that they are casting so many musical theater guys and not me. <laughs> I'm like, Reach out okay, to do them, I have like, to, hey. like, do I have... Do I just have to be a gay musical theater guy to get onto Doctor Who? What is the? I'm just like just so I mean, angry. It's like, oh my god, I am standing right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. See, and that's uh, and you did explain it so perfectly, like getting into the world because, like me, I started with like Eccleston, okay. like back, but that was like my dad used to love Doctor Who, right, so when so it came you- back. He was watching it on like our on like the public our public access right, station, right? And like, and that was how I got into it. So like, I started with Eccleston, and like, Eccleston's not my favorite doctor now, but like, you know, for a while I was Come like, on. oh, like he <laughs> is so cool. I think yes, he, is, he has some of the great episodes. I think he's amazing. I just love david tennant's crazy eyes i love david tennant i love david tennant do, and do i love that smith's coolness do you watch good omens yes, i have not watched so good, good. Omens yet oh but my I, god it's what in are you doing list. with your life i love neil gaiman everything he's ever he's amazing on. oh my god the sandman did you watch the sandman yes i devoured the that sandman. one i did not watch i i, I need to I was going to say, I've read the comics, so, or oh, the, so you know the graphic happens, novels. But it, mm-hmm. it's so good. It, look, it looks so amazing. I love that world, you know? Yes. Um, very I love the salmon, but I also back. love Good Omens, and I think it's very special. And, you yeah, know. Good Omens looked really funny. I feel like a lot of times I forget about stuff on Amazon. Like, I'll go on there to watch a movie, and then I'm like, oh, this show looks good, and then I forget to get on and watch it. And that's kind of what happened with Good Omens. Good Omens is also chock full of people you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when that happens. You know, but I'll blow and it like, for you and tell you that Michael McKean's on it. Uh, that's exciting. I know, I know. When and I'm... it has characters named Anathema Device. Like, I mean, come on, <laughs> what else do you need? What else do you need? What else do you want in the world? Yeah, for God's like, sake. I mean, the only the... other thing I needed in the world was somebody to rhyme eunuch and munich and uh, that happens so. <laughs> <laughs> thank you cinco paul for that i know right no i mean these are all to me extraordinary shows for writing mm-hmm. right because and that's taking, one of my favorite things i mean well, even in movies you to another world it's like a completely different universe that's the crazy thing about schmigadoon and chicago is that like it's not they're not real places but you feel like they are. Yeah. In a big I'm just so sad way. about like Josh and Melissa can't go back to any of them ever. It's like you get to have this one adventure you know, here. You that's don't it. It's so sad. You know that. You don't know that. Yeah, I was going to say just because Chicago Sh- uh, happened don't because they needed it. Don't give me hope like that, Anne. <laughs> I mean, 
like to me, it's like nobody told me. There's no book. You know, there's no Bible that tells you like this is what, and then you can't if you break oh, this good. rule. You you know whatever. There's nothing I like hope, that. I hope they can return because I would be sad if we never got to see these characters again. You know, but you might see some new characters you like just as much. Uh very true. I'm just excited about like you know assuming I'm going to just throw this in the universe because I want it to happen that we get more seasons. I'm just excited about who they'll bring in new on top of the original <laughs> cast and who you guys will get to work with and people you wanted to see share space together. Um, so I, excited. It doesn't matter. I trust them. They've never been wrong yet. I you know, I was so excited when they added Patrick Cage because he's my neighbor. We live in. Oh yeah, world. I remember seeing that. <laughs> it's um, so funny. And New I York's literally, so small sometimes. I was literally like, "What?" You know, like, you know. And then his wife would like call me and say, "Like, it's a special day. Try to arrange some donuts for Patrick." Okay, man, I'd go. You know, like, and, like it was just so cool. Like, you know, like my worlds were colliding, and I was so excited. Yeah, and at least it's you know somebody you already know, so it's nice. You're not like the new kid. You can be like, hey, it's cool. You can hang with me. You can right. sit with me at lunch. Right. So uh, what are you working on now? I am doing uh, workshops, uh, readings of new musicals, basically, this month. Um, Beth Malone and one of the Indigo Girls have collaborated on a new musical. And I'm Ooh. helping them develop that. And then after that, I start work again helping develop a new musical with Miss Chenoweth, uh, uh, who, uh, and Mr. Stephen Schwartz. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, uh, Stephen Schwartz sounds familiar. Well, uh, <laughs> like I say, I don't think I've ever heard of him before. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty excited about both of those projects. Yeah, I'd be. That sounds like something worth being excited about. You know, of course, no guarantee like that it will never go forward or that I would still be a part of it if it did. But it's still hey, fun to be in the room. I'll take it. That is correct. I will take it. Um, and then I'm going to go to the Muni in St. Louis and play Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> in June. And I'm very excited about that. Oh, you're going to be such a fantastic Mrs. Potts. Thank I you, know. I just teared up. I was just, uh, <laughs> using Beauty and the Beast would be wonderful. I wish I could go see that performance. Eh, well, you are in the Midwest. <laughs> that is true. That is I true. Like, I mean, if we go, I i mean, I, I would have to travel your way to get there anyway. So. So. Uh, what were those dates? <laughs> June 22 to June 30th. All right. Well, Weather guess... permitting, of course, because it's an outdoor theater. Gotcha. Down, Sean, because we I'm need to... legitimately writing them down right now. Yeah, right. but here's the good part. Seeing Beauty and the Beast. There's and so many I seats. I need to give you a hug. Like it's when such we a huge, there. it's such a huge bloody space. Mm-hmm. You know, it seats like what eleven thousand or something. Oh my god! Like chances are you'd get in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> but like, it's just the funnest. I, I that whole theater is so amazing. It's so beautiful. It's so fun to be doing it. Everybody's so excited. When I did Mamma Mia out there, no lie, I felt like I was a rock star. Because when we went out at the end in our stupid, you know, shiny clothes, <laughs> they screamed at us like we were somebody. And I'm like, we're three actors. You know what I mean? Like, so what? And like, we come out in our shiny shows and they screamed at us like they were an actual, we were actual rock gods. And I was like, I love this. <laughs> yeah, that would be really, really fun. <laughs> so uh, where could people find you on the socials if they want to talk schmigadoon well, or just um, chit chat about casting for just uh, you know, who's, a, who's at the coronation? Who are we going to cast? Oh, yeah. Well, obviously I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Ann Harada. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am Ann Harada. <laughs> Terrible. I'm on Facebook, though nobody has that platform anymore. Um, I, I and still I think, have Facebook. And I think that's it. I think that's it. There's no and other place. She is I, worth following. There's no other place oh. I could be except TikTok, which I truly do not understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm. That's I. <laughs> I can't learn a new one at this no, point. No, I. It's, you know, and I barely on Instagram because I don't get it. 
Yeah, you know, I don't you know understand I mean? Instagram I either. It, so I'm, I'm like, like I have okay. one because I have to, and right, you know, I that's do a lot how of I feel. Networking there, but you know, Twitter yeah. is where I'm comfortable. Correct, <laughs> that's my comfortable that's space. That's how I feel too. But like, TikTok it, is just a bizarre. It's almost dead, it. so I'm like, we better find I, some other I alternative. Know. I'm so, I know. I'm I was having Sean can attest to this when everything started happening, and every day you're like, I don't know if Twitter's going to be here when I wake up. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's where I do all of my networking for the most part and everything. And I was about to like have a panic attack. <laughs> like Twitter's been such a big part of my life, and now it's just gonna be gone. Well, and there's no way you can we'll interact see. with people like that. And now I've come to terms with that. I've worked. I have a great therapist. Um, <laughs> well, good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, until un- until it dies, uh, Twitter. Right. Until it dies, I'll just be yeah. on it. It's and, still the you know, fastest we'll always way have the get... friends we made along the way. That's right. There's, there's, that's really still the fastest way to get stuff out there. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's still where I, like, read news because it's fast. It's an immediate mm-hmm. thing. So. And there's always lots of opinions about it right then and <laughs> yes, there. Yes, <laughs> indeed. And, uh, you know. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Twitter, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at triple M pod with three M's on Twitter and letterbox. I am at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C letter U. Sean, you are at Murph, the Smurf M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, men who like men who like movies and a group men who like men who like movies and you. And if you want to email us about something, our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. Say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> please give us a five star rate if you feel so inclined. Maybe interview. It helps a ton. And and I'm a little confused. Why okay. are we? Why are we talking? If you're men who men who like men who like movies, and I'm a well, TV show. Well, and. The answer to that is, what is the point of having a podcast if you can't talk about whatever you want? And Schmigadoon was just just such a big thing. I'm like, I want to talk about this, and I'm going to talk about it. And I appreciate it. My gosh. Yeah. So uh, that is why it is a movie thing. But if I want to talk about something, I'm going to talk about it. So I want to talk about Schmigadoon. So I'm talking to you. I'm going to talk to Chris Catelli in a couple weeks. I'm going to see who else I can talk to. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's um, so dreamy too. Can I say? He's yes, kind of thinking about making a uh, little spinoff series. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to do as many Schmigadoon episodes as I can get people to come and talk about, <laughs> and uh, people can get over it. And but yeah, so if I really like something, I get into it. I want to watch yeah. about it. I want to see people talk about it. And so I was on YouTube. Well, and let me just say, podcast and pretty soon you'll be into Doctor Who, and it'll all be over. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I was on uh, looking at podcasts and I couldn't find any talking about Schmigadoon and I'm like, Jesus, not even any of these prestige TV people. And then I got on YouTube and there's a uh, Broadway by Ghostlight, you know, he's been talking to Chris Oh, Capelli. I know all he's about that. It. And, you know, you talk to Emily and yep, them, talk uh, to Emily. Uh, yep. my, my brain's blanking on their podcast. Stealing uh, Focus. Sh- Stealing, Stealing Focus. Focus. Yes. And, um, somebody else, Mickey. Mickey, Mickey Joe, Joe Theater. Theater. Yes. So I've been watching theirs, and I'm like, there's only three on YouTube and nobody on podcast. So I was like, I guess I need to just uh, take that slot because there needs to be more Schmigadoon content for people to listen to because it is amazing and truly is such a bright spot in my life, and I'm so happy it exists. Oh, well, (laughs) that's very lovely. You know, we're thrilled. I mean, I'm thrilled that people care. I'm thrilled that people care enough to make a podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm not kidding. This really is, like, one of my favorite musicals now. If I want to watch a musical, I'm most likely going to turn on Schmigadoon unless I'm just really feeling like, okay, I just need to sit and experience Rent right now or something. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, otherwise, you know, Schmigadoon just hits all the hits all the spots. Oh, very kind. <laughs> yeah. uh, listeners, if you're listening to this, you probably already like it. Or um, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you enjoy musical theater even a tiny bit, you will love it. And thank you so much. Um, oh my God, it's my pleasure. I've, thank you so much. Yes, you, I've loved you for forever. You are so precious and so funny, and have such a beautiful voice. And uh, bringing Spaghetti into life, just thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Um, uh, tell your friends, uh, come talk to us because I want to give everybody their props for <laughs> the insanely amount of hard work. 
that went into this. It's phenomenal. I want to, you know, let it run for 50 years, please. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I want it. Although the thought of, like, making poor Cinco write, like, I know. I don't even know how I did it. Like looking at the amount of stuff, I'm just like, oh my god! Like, how do you come up with that many hits just time after time? Like every single song, it's like, oh, this one's better. No, this is the best. This is my favorite one. It just and the jokes and everything. It's like people are like, well, is there going to be another season? I'm like, I don't know. How fast is this guy going to write a whole score? You know what I mean? (laughs) Let's uh, make a plot of all these different (laughs) stories. Make them work together. Let's get a bunch of really great jokes that actually work. And uh, let's write a bunch of bangers in the style of all these artists. (laughs) You know, easy. We'll do it in a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, today has been a highlight of my adult life, and I well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate I appreciate your Avenue Q love as well. That show means a lot to me, and it means a lot to me too. Um, And I'm thrilled you you feel the same. And we will try to come see you in Beauty and the Beast. And if I do, I'll you let me know. You, you know my and give you the biggest hug. And oh yeah, it'd be great. And my life will be complete, and I can die happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you uh, have... so our tickets are bought for Saturday. Okay, oh, uh, great. So <laughs> I was at... you've been a busy little boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've been quiet. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh no, this is gonna sell out fast. So I went and looked, and it's like, oh, you've there's like two sections left, and I'm like. Mm, we're just gonna buy them now <laughs> so we will be there saturday all right well great see you then <laughs> awesome thank you yeah, so message, much I can't wait. message me when when it's closer to time and we'll figure out a place to meet and say hi after awesome oh, yay not that, that it be won't so be fun patently obvious because it's usually lines of like little kids like, right. <laughs> with their progress and two adult girl men just like hi, hi. <laughs> But yes, thank you so much. Um, oh, yeah, thank until you. Until our then, episode on the Mummy comes out um, in a few days. Oh, we all will right. see you next time. Okay, and when everybody. we get to see you, Anne. Bye. Yes. Bye. <laughs>